John writes, At that time, the feast of dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe, because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, dear saints, to hear, to know, and to follow. These three verbs, they sum up God's interaction with each one of us in one brief statement. So if we ask ourselves, what is my purpose in this life? Why did God put me here in this body, in this place? The answer, it simply comes back to us to hear and to follow. However, humanity has gone and become confused in the chaos of this world. No longer is the simple call to hear quite suffice for any of us. We have immersed ourselves in the complexity of ourselves and what's seen all around us. And in all the questions and searching that we have, we actually lose ourselves. So what is the purpose of living? With all of this science and technology that we have, with all the advances in medicine and health, with the ever-increasing knowledge of humanity's social interaction and the fortunate situations of people around the world, why is it that we are further from a satisfactory answer than ever before? Just why is our society more depressed and hopeless knowing the very things that are meant to get us these secrets of our social fabric. What is the meaning of life? Now, last week's gospel reading, it recounts Peter's reinstatement where Jesus asks him three times if he loves him. And he says, to feed my lambs if he does, to tend to my sheep, and then he says, to feed my sheep. 
And here the Lamb of God who has taken away the sins of the world takes away the sins of Peter. And now raised to life as the glorified shepherd in victory over sin, death, and the devil appoints Peter as the first under-shepherd, the first pastor to actually feed his lambs. Now lambs, they're helpless little creatures. They sit at the bottom of the merciless food chain, potential victims of wolves, of coyotes, of fox, and other predatory animals. And they're also victims of themselves, unable to defend themselves or even maintain their own cleanliness. They simply perish without the help and the protection of their shepherd. We are like these sheep, helpless, lost. But we think that we have everything figured out, don't we? You see, the secret to our life and salvation is really no secret at all. It's, the, it's just that we are so much like these helpless sheep most of the time that we don't realize that the shepherd of our souls actually seeks us. But listening to our own hearts, we take flight from the safety of God and his salvation, and we just run further into trouble. Surely it's me who's the greatest hindrance to my heavenly father. Humanity certainly is helpless. And so are we. Lambs and sheep that, well, tend to run amok. We run away, running from the arms of safety into the sins of ourselves. But you see, our helplessness, your hopeless hunt for meaning in your own life that leaves you battered and bruised, unable to think straight anymore, makes you, well, blessedly helpless. But how can that be? Today, we focus on our shepherd. Jesus is our shepherd. He has endured Good Friday to be our good shepherd. Jesus, he became the broken man, the true man on the cross, blessedly helpless. And now he is our help. The blessedly helpless lamb of God is now the good shepherd tending to us his blessedly helpless lambs. You see, this man who proclaimed to be the Son of God, who is the Son of God, one with the Father from eternity, bore the eternity of death and now leads us and carries us through the valley of the shadow of death into eternity forevermore. He lifts you out of this helplessness of yourself, your questions, your doubts, your tribulations, and troubles in this life, he lifts you out of them. And how does he do that? Well, the good shepherd, he washes you in that good Friday blood. 
so that you stand in robes of white before the Father and in the internal house of our Lord. Paul writes in Romans 6, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus, we are baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we had died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For in the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And so we return to the text for today. And those three verbs that I mentioned first, to hear, to know, and to follow. Our purpose having been made his children, his lambs, to follow him, to be his disciples. We were created to glorify God, to worship him, to look to him and to trust in him. Yes, heartache comes in every person's life, both the Christian and the non-Christian, when we turn from this reality of trusting in our God. So how do we follow the good shepherd when we, in our very nature, constantly return to our silly, sheepish ways? Well, following him actually requires knowing. But it's here that there is a subtle surprise in our text for today. You see, we wrongly assume that it is us who need to know God. We assume that we need to know God by our own strength, but being blessedly helpless, we know that's just not possible. Rather, it is not us who knows God, but Jesus, he goes on to say, I know them. You see, he knows us, his sheep. Knowing is nothing short of being faithful. So Jesus is actually being faithful, not only to God, but to you. The good shepherd constantly leaves the 99 to look for that one. That one is you, the blessedly helpless, the lost one. You are his little lamb. He is the Good Friday Good Shepherd. 
And you can trust in the Lamb of God who was faithful even unto his death and now continues in his faithfulness, sending the Holy Spirit into your heart, willing you to believe he who believes in you. So yes, Jesus, he knows you and you are now free, free to follow him. He sends the Holy Spirit to grow faith within, faith that holds fast to Jesus' faithfulness towards you, demonstrated on the cross. As faithful sheep of our faithful shepherd, the Holy Spirit does in us, who know we are blessedly helpless lambs, that which we are called to do, namely to glorify God, And that is done by listening to him, by hearing his voice, by following him. Yes, you hear the shepherd's voice and you hear it when you hear the word of God. You hear the law and the gospel of our scriptures. And this is God's rod and his staff, God's Word, it actually condemns us, but then it follows it right back up, right back to all of his glory, his good news, his gospel, God's word. It is our comfort as we pass through the valley of the shadow of death. It teaches us about ourselves and it guides us, it protects us from the self, and from the evil foe. And it returns us to the loving embrace of Jesus the Christ coming down from the cross in victory over sin. John went on to proclaim to us in Revelations chapter 7 that the lamb in the midst of the throne is our shepherd. And he guides us to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from your eyes. And then in our gospel text today, John also says that Jesus proclaimed to you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. And then John goes back into Revelations where he concludes, and I will conclude the same way today, by saying truly, amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen.